0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. What's going on Caps fans, it's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Poly Cupcakes. What's up
1: Troll, what's up Caps fans, may the 4th be with you. Huh? Hey, oh, side shit. note. I didn't even think movie- about that. Yeah, it's free, dude. It's free today. What is on, Dis- on Disney Plus? The most re- the the third one of the most recent trilogy. No shit. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so don't talk about it. Well, but here's
0: what happens. Shut up, dude.
1: <laughs> my my patient waiting. I have avoided all spoilers. I've I've looked away from memes. I've avoided all spoilers. People have been respectful of my wishes, and today, May the fourth. In the evening, my wife and I are going to watch it, finally, for free. Well, I mean, we're already paying for Disney Plus, so, I mean, it's already paid for. It's not technically free, but we didn't have to go to the theater or rent it or buy it. Anyway, happy Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you all.
0: Raise the Empire's daughter. Or the Emperor's daughter. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> cash fans. <laughs> I'm
1: going to... You know, I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear it.
0: <laughs> Caps fans, um <laughs> we have we have a great episode for you today. Um doing a little bit of league news, we're going to we're going to follow, we're going to pull on that thread um and unravel that sweater as to what is going on with the return of the NHL. Um and as a matter of fact, the NHL kind of smacked me down from last week on on some of their uh, stuff. So we'll get into that. Um, and our hockey apocalypse uh, features John from the Oil Country podcast, and he is going to talk about Edmonton, which uh, you know I don't. It's that's a is that a nor- Would you consider that a northern Canadian city?
1: Um, I mean I know it's in Alberta, which is far away from Toronto. But um, I don't know what's more northern, Edmonton or Calgary.
0: Um, okay. I don't know. I'm well, not familiar. I'm I've never glad that, that geography degree is really paying off there, Pauly. Uh Listen, I have not used my degrees. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, I think that we should first tell the uh, fan base that. One, they missed out by not entering in the CBD medic giveaway because we only had, like, three names that we picked from.
1: Yeah, because most of the retweets were from people on the network, and we weren't going to give it away to them. Right. So we picked from non-network folks, and there was only three people. Like, come on, folks. Like, all you followers out there, you had a chance to, you know, CBD is the big thing now. And you right. had a chance to try it for free and see if it's something you'd want to spend money on. But right. now you will never know. Side note, Edmonton is way more north than Toronto. It's right. north of Winnipeg. It's north of Calgary, north of Vancouver, north of Saskatoon. So, uh, honestly, when on Google maps at the, where I'm zoomed in, the only thing north of it is Fort McMurray. So, I'd, I mean, there's still a lot of Alberta north of it, but in terms of civilization, it probably is northern.
0: Right. I mean, that's bush country, though, once you get way north like that, right? I mean, that's yeah, um, great canoeing and backpacking uh, territory. I actually spent 10 days in the bush of Manitoba before. The lake region, yeah. as they call
1: it. So you are telling me about that crazy oat
0: bar you ate. Oh, yeah. Um, we had a Canadian guide. His name was Brad. So, Brad, if you're out there, man, uh, you know, good looking out. I was probably 16. He was really cool, really patient with us. Um, it was me, and my dad, and two other boys and their dad. Um, it was a Boy Scout high adventure. Um, and it's like they call it, they consider that like a northern tier, I think is what they called it. Um, so really good stuff there. Uh, you, we like would canoe around the, uh lake region of manitoba and then when we hit land we uh we would portage carry everything all our shit plus the canoes over land and uh drop them in the water again we did like sounds terrible (laughs) dude i'll tell you what man it was fucking grueling and then around like as soon as the sun started setting you would just hear this like like in the like that loud and it would just continue to get louder as the sun started to set and that was just mosquitoes so during the day when we were walking around i wore long sleeves long pants um and a fucking like a veil like a net like a mosquito net (laughs) veil over my head
1: here comes the troll (laughs) in his veil
0: (laughs) And uh I counted them. I had over 120 mosquito bites just from from the wrist to my fingertips on both on on both hands. 120, dude. I probably have Brutal. malaria. Yeah,
1: yeah. My my brother, uh, my father in law, was actually just mentioning the other night to me how, um, somewhere in Canada that he had, I think it was for a Boy Scout trip or either a work trip, um, yeah. they were canoeing and you have to be careful because they have like black fly season. Mm. And they just eat the shit out of you. And, you you know, it's probably something a lot of people don't realize Canadians have to deal with because they think, oh, Canada North cold. But they get their pain in the ass bugs, too.
0: Right. Well, you have to think that there's really only a limited window because it's so cold all the time. So life really kind of like fucking blows up (laughs) quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But. uh. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a life changing experience. I mean, it was incredibly grueling and brutal. And you're out there. Um, we had a satellite phone that 99% chance would not work. If so, if you broke a leg out there, we would try the satellite phone, which at that point was like a fucking heavy ass briefcase. Yeah, we lugged that around the goddamn Canadian bush for 10 days. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, if you, uh, if, if that didn't work, which was almost guaranteed, that was just, it was there, but it was like, he was, the guy was Brad was like, yeah, it's probably gonna never going to work. We're never going to get signal. So what we would have to do is we also lugged around a shortwave radio. And that was used for, I'd say once every like three days, we'd see one puddle jumper plane, which is like a Cessna with like, floaties
1: yeah i was gonna say with with a radio like that you're probably your best bet is to find some like random dude in a hunting cabin with a with a radio that that's who's gonna hear you
0: right but even even people i mean dude like there was stretch there was a several day stretch where we didn't see anyone you know and you'd think you'd see a lot of like animal life but because it's so quiet and i'm talking like deafening quiet you ever been it's been so quiet where you're just like what the fuck you can only hear yourself think mm-hmm. it was so quiet and peaceful out there that I feel like us they animals heard like clumsy humans and they just booked it like I we didn't yeah. see a lot of animals we saw the main animal I saw were fish and cause the fishing is next level I mean it's yeah, it's fucking easy mode you drop a line in you're pulling up a northern pike or a walleye like immediately but The, uh, the, uh, like number one other than mosquitoes, fucking animal I saw out there was otters and they are just playful as fuck. They don't care that you're a human. They're just, they'll just swim by and be like, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) Um, anyways, we were trying to announce the fucking CBD winner and it was (laughs) at Mark MN three nine. So congratulations, dude. Um, he, uh, he lives in Minnesota. I sent that shit out on Friday. He should get it by Tuesday. It's a real thing. Um, and as you can tell, it's no longer on my my desk. Uh, so, you know, there it is.
1: Congratulations.
0: Um, yeah, congrats, Mark. Thanks for participating in our contest. Uh, if Give anybody else feedback. is listening.
1: Yeah let, oh, us, yeah, let us know if it works.
0: Yeah, Mark, let us know for sure. Tag us, bro. Yeah. Um, other than that we have a really cool contest that's going on with the hockey podcast network right now it's a coolhockey.com contest so if you purchase a cool hockey jersey before june 1st using the link coolhockey.com/thpn and use code thpn for 30% off so right off the right off the cut you're getting 30% off you will be entered into a contest to win a $175 coupon gift card for coolhockey.com. The only thing that you have to do other than buy through our link, use our code is DM at hockey or at, you know, tweet at hockey what Jersey you got. That way we can match up the sales. Um, $175 gift card. I think that's the price of the mystery box at, Coolhockey.com, which is a hand stitched jersey of a mysterious player in team, but it's only 175 bucks. Um, so that's one jersey right there. I know that the, uh, tip of the iceberg boys, uh, Nick Berlansky did one and he got a fucking badass Matthews jersey from the All Star game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool, you know, I was thinking it would be like a fucking, uh, just a, some random jersey, like some team jersey, but he got an all-star game one. And Nick Horwat, I think, got a Dylan Larkin one from uh, Detroit. That's awesome.
1: That's yeah. really awesome. So, I mean, if you're if you're already going to buy a jersey, what do you got to lose? Give yourself a chance. I mean, you're, you're going to save some money. Right. And you get 30%. a chance to have another one. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to get some, you know, with that mystery box, get something probably better than what you would actually buy.
0: Right. Right. Unless it's a Caps jersey. Then.
1: You yeah, know. I mean, Caps jersey could just be a white t-shirt and you draw a Vetchkin on it and it's <laughs> better than any stitched Crosby jersey.
0: <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, All right. Well, we've spent 12 minutes fucking off. Let's... uh Let's let's get to cracking here, huh? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. Got some league news, and us being the responsible journalists that we are, uh, I guess we'll have to report on this bullshit uh, that is 100% speculatory and not rooted in fact <laughs> at all. So... <laughs> Well, okay, so this is kind of rude in fact. I did hear that the NHLPA, um, in true NHL fashion, smacked me, the hockey troll, down and said that players are having a little bit of a problem leaving their families for three months to play in a single arena per division. So that plan revolved around each division would play all games. So all the teams of each division would crowd around one rink that has been very little affected by the COVID-19 virus. They would be playing um, just, you know, three games a day and and they just get the, the season and, and playoffs out of the way there. Uh, the players union pushed back now. I am not 100% on board that they are saying this because they're truly um, not ready to leave their families for three months. And that is one, because I don't want to be wrong. And (laughs) two, because I think this is kind of more of a bargaining thing. This is a business decision after all. I think it's a bargaining chip for the league so that the NHLPA – can feel confident that the league has exhausted all options.
2: What do you
1: think? Yeah, you I know. mean, uh, I thought this is a pretty decent. You know, it, obviously some games wouldn't have gotten to be played, like cross division and stuff. But I thought I think this is a decent compromise. Um, I I really don't care how they make it happen, right. but. This seemed like one of the more logical options in the short term. So hopefully, it's just a bargaining chip and it comes to fruition, and it's not getting shut down.
0: Yeah, and, and what I didn't think about was <clears throat> that the outer division teams would they still fly in under this scenario, and then they they would just. Play in one rink, though.
1: Well, because that wouldn't be a problem until the playoffs, because isn't well, the no, proposal if they the regular basic? Season. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, were they were they planning on restructuring the regular season so that it was just divi- like basically creating a new 12 game schedule? That that's the way I understood it. Okay, so that they could just finish out, um, you know, so like the pens and caps started to play again, but. You know the Caps may have already played the Flyers all their times, but you know they still don't. They can't play Tampa Bay anymore, for example. <clears throat> like I, I don't, I don't have the schedule memorized, but right, you know, no, like they just have to fill the gap in with divisional, um, matches. I I think the problem would be when they get to the playoffs,
0: right? And then you would have to open it up, but you still use that centralized rink. So that's what I was wondering: is that they would just use that one rink? Because it'd be easier to control people going in and out. Yet they would still right. play the rest of their games according to regular schedule. And and here's the rub. This is where we get because nobody fucking knows. So <clears throat> the short, the I mean, long story short, they're still fucking talking. People, um, we've got they've got time though. They've got time to figure this out, right? Like mm-hmm. we're okay. The NHL is still going to come back. The Stanley Cup is still, I mean, according to me, the Stanley Cup is still going to be awarded. Best Um, source, right? Um, So, well, they're
1: they're 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 comfortable with starting next season in December, which means
0: December.
1: Yeah, like I I I saw a tweet that like if if you saw a tweet is just promising that they're really wanting to finish this season. Right. <clears throat>
0: okay. Fair enough. And that's, that's it. Uh, we've covered that before. I don't yeah. want to fuck. I hate talking about this, but long no, story I'm, short, you know, Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? I
1: mean, I just, I, I think it's no matter how they make it happen. I, I think that's a good sign that they're willing to push the next season back two months Right. Because if they're willing to do that, it seems like they're
0: dead set on making it happen no matter how it happens. Right. And I still don't think it's a case of the players sitting back and saying, fuck it. We get paid anyway. You know, uh, we don't care if the season finishes or not. If they don't play another game this season, they're going to get fucked in cap and escrow moving forward. Yeah. It's not healthy for the league. For sure,
1: and they've had two months stuck at home with their family. You think they don't want a little break, uh, a little break, right? Exactly. I would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'd be like, <clears throat> I-, I love all of you. We'll FaceTime. Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate my family,
0: so no. Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> but that's our update. Um, sorry, it was completely piss poor. But right now, there. That's that's really all we have to go by. There's there's oh, nothing.
1: Yeah. All the information is piss poor right now.
0: Exactly. And I just don't even... I It pisses me off when I see people on social media talking about it because no matter who the fuck you are, you don't fucking know. And people yeah. are acting like this is a thing and that's a thing and everything needs to be, you know, uh, to put it lightly, taken with a grain of salt, but more so just completely ignored because it's just going to get your hopes up into a weird way and you're just going to get really emotional and then... It doesn't work out, and then you put some holes through your drywall.
1: Listen, you just need to follow the Polly Cupcakes philosophy of, don't set goals, and you'll never be disappointed. <laughs> and then when good things happen, you're pleasantly surprised.
0: Boom! There you go. Spoken like a that, true winner.
1: Yeah, that that is how I live my life, <laughs> and I've made twenty-seven years of okay living out of it. So you know, that's that's oh, how we should
0: okay. approach. So if you're if you're looking for mediocrity and below, mostly below, follow that follow that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love my wife, I love my family, but aside from that, I'm, you know, it life's okay, you know,
0: whatever. It's good enough. <laughs> Jesus. Well, <clears throat> okay. Anyways, uh <laughs> you have a little bit of a virus update, uh, I think.
1: Yes. So, um this corona thing We've seen it hit professional athletes. Everybody's thinking it's you know, you hear plenty of well it's only affecting the elderly, how bad is it really? Well, George LaRocque, forty three years old. Um, here he's been he's hospitalized. He's fighting COVID nineteen in a Montreal hospital. Here's what he had to say. He said it's so crazy because I was running six days a week, ten kilometers a day to get ready for a marathon. I've been doing that for months. And then he said now, after COVID attacked my lungs, I can't even go up to brush my teeth without struggling. It's the worst thing ever. It takes all my energy just to get up. To me, that sounds pretty serious. Um, George LaRocque was a beast. Everybody knows him for his fighting. He had 1,126 penalty minutes Whoa. throughout his career with the Oilers, Coyotes, Penguins, and Canadians. And he did have 53 goals and 100 assists, so he brought more to the table than just fighting. But, um, you know, he he's struggling. Uh, and he's a healthy man that hasn't even hit half-century mark yet, so he's you know, a professional athlete getting hit like this. You know, it, it's obviously showing that this virus is something to take serious. And um, we wish him nothing but the best. He's in a Montreal hospital, so that's his hometown, so that's it's a benefit at least. Well, I guess no one can visit him, but, um, he's the, he's the most recent hockey player. He's one of the first names we really know. Cause the, the current players, they just keep saying players. Yeah, they're, they're not really
0: him, Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, um, the guy from the blues, I forget his name right now, but he is going to donate his plasma to help find a cure since he, he should have antibodies. Mm. Um, so no new updates on current players uh but George is fighting and we wish him the best.
0: Absolutely. Scary shit, man. Um it is. You know. I didn't
1: you know that that's that's an interesting description. Yeah. That really puts in perspective like
0: how it affects you. Right. I mean I'm a fat piece of shit, and if I struggled to go I struggle with a lot of things physically. Uh but if I were to get up and struggle to brush my teeth, which is literally ten steps, <laughs> I think I would be pretty scared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get out of breath when I like go downstairs, check the mail, and come back upstairs. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> brushing my teeth normally doesn't, so right. uh that that is scary. You know, he's running training for a marathon. And he ten probably runs is
0: about six miles a day
1: yeah i mean he he runs more in a week than I do the whole year, and now he can't even brush his teeth like, that's tough,
0: yeah, no doubt no doubt well, since Polly was what the fuck were you tell the tell the fans why we don't have a washing wrap around <clears throat> well, can you get the fucking thing? Get it in here can you get it in here
1: uh she was actually just at my feet um well, where is it? But, well, she's in the other room. She she's wound up right now. So can't you just uh, like
0: pick it up and fucking show everybody?
1: All right, let, let, give me one second. Let me go get her.
0: All right, well, I'll I'll tell him what you're gonna go get. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we let me get the fucking. But uh, <clears throat> Polly has been slacking on his podcasting duties because he went uh, to Tennessee or something to go get uh some special dog i don't know my dog uh, or dogs i feel like just you know i can pick them up from a pound or something but oh there it is what kind of what kind of dog is that polly
1: all right so she is an english springer spaniel okay her name is maggie
0: okay and she maggie. is oh there's the wife oh shit Huh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she is ten and a half weeks
0: old. Aww. <laughs> Can you guys? I hope I'm pushing it closer, pushing you closer. Yeah. She is the
1: sweetest little thing. I mean, she's also a pain in the ass, but right. She is wonderful. We drove to Tennessee to get her, and then yeah. we've been stopping and seeing family along the way. So that's why there's no Washington wraparound. Um, but. We have been still social distancing. When we visit relatives, we've either been staying outside or eating at opposite ends of the table. So, yeah. While, while we did, um, travel, we have been keeping safe. We were wearing masks today when we went to PetSmart or Pet, oh, I'm sorry, Petco. Um, so this is why there's no Washington wraparound because of this little ball of joy. Not worth it. Not worth yes, it at all. In very my worth it. Not worth Daddy's it. Daddy's little girl <laughs> and my beautiful, my beautiful wife is gonna take her now. Okay. Hi, Liz. <clears throat> he said, "Hi, Liz." Hello.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's that is why well. <laughs> Polly has been remiss in his duties. Um, yeah, and,
1: and and not only have I been shirking on my duties for. Caps chirp. Then, because of Caps chirp, I shirked on my duties as dad, and uh, I I had to leave my wife sitting in the tub with the puppy so we could start our interview tonight. That'll air next week. So <laughs> I've just been half-assing everything, I guess. I don't know. Listen,
0: you know what? You fucking people that equate dog ownership with child ownership. Have a whole nother fucking thing coming once you actually have kids, which I do not recommend. I do not recommend anyone have children, but well, <clears throat> you know, when, when that shit happens, holy fuck. Well, uh, you're in for Humans
1: one. take a lot longer to, to, to develop. I, I, I do realize that, but right, right now it's, it's a big adjustment. Um, right. last night my Fitbit told me I got four hours and 13 minutes of sleep. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, well, that's when you great. have a when you have a kid, that's the norm. I c- literally can't sleep more than five hours anymore. Fuck that, man! Yeah, enjoy your life. Enjoy your life now when it's fucking easy. We have this fucking inbred dog that you paid four hundred fucking dollars for. All right. Hey, she's beautiful. <laughs> pretty dog. Pretty dog. All right. Um. Well, <laughs> that shit show aside, whatever the hell we just did there. Um. I hope the fans enjoy seeing Maggie. I think Maggie's a good name. That's a fitting name. She looks like yeah, Maggie.
1: Her, so her, her 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 full name is Magnolia. Uh <laughs> but we went with Maggie because we thought it'd be easier for her to learn and I think it it's it's a cute name. Um Does she have a middle you know, name? Um, not officially, but we've been calling her Maggie because it just rolls, you know. Um but on her name tag it just says Maggie. Okay. Um and my okay. my cousin's dog name is Magnolia, and we realized that after we decided Magnolia, so it kind of helped push Maggie, you know. Um, but I hate anyway, you so you know, much.
0: I hate everything that you're saying right now. I hate this fucking logic behind naming this fucking dog. Um I'm not. I'm not a dog hater. I have a dog myself, but I just okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's why there's no Washington wraparound, but the interview right. is pretty, pretty good length. So we won't be throwing another two hour episode at you guys this
0: week. Right. Absolutely. Well, we might because we've been fucking around for like half an hour, but, um, yeah. Anyways, folks, stay tuned. Here we have John from the Oil Country podcast, who reps the Edmonton Oilers, uh, with his co-host Kyle. Who wasn't on this interview because he was, he'd, he'd fallen ill. Um, hopefully, not anything serious. But uh, it was just us and John, and he goes through hockey acolypse Edmonton. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll. I'm here with Polly Cupcakes. How you doing, Polly?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I'm doing great. Uh, always glad to have these conversations with our fellow co-hosts. So I'm looking forward to us getting into it.
0: Speaking of which, we have John from the Oil Country Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network representing the Edmonton Oilers. John, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on, boys.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Um, you know, uh we're we're continuing Hockey Apocalypse Edmonton, you know, like I feel like it's like either it's like real world Edmonton, but <laughs> Hockey Apocalypse Edmonton. Um, you know, we just kind of wanted to talk to you about how the Oilers are and and um, you know, before the pause. So I mean, Let me know. Like, let tell tell the Caps fans here, were the Oilers showing promise before the uh, the pause of the season? I mean, what was your uh, what was your outlook as a fan?
2: Yeah, man, I I think definitely showing promise. Like, I I think we were firmly in that dark horse contender, you know, area. So it was it's obviously a shame that hockey's been on on pause or canceled for the season. Anyways, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, man, I think the the Oilers had a a couple surprises this season, especially as far as goaltending goes it was kind of a big red flag for us going in with Miko Koskinen, as well as Mike Smith. And both those guys absolutely stood on their heads at different times in the season. And, you know, when one was struggling, the other seemed to step up. So obviously, you know, that, that was a big, uh, positive surprise for us. So right. some defensive woes, and as I'm sure, you know, every NHL fan seems to rip on us for, but, and then you've obviously got that, you know, two headed monster up front and Leon dry and Connor McDavid just putting up insane numbers as a duo so it was it was times were good in Edmonton and we were really looking forward to our you know what's that second playoff berth in the last like 15 years
0: (laughs) yeah so which is sad to say but (laughs) you know a couple of things that you brought up I mean is Edmonton do they have a starting goaltender right now
2: I I don't think so I I mean it was really tough like we had what like 11 or 12 games left I think for Edmonton um, when we went on hold here and It was, you know, early on, it seemed like it was Miko. And then the month of December was by far the worst month for both the goaltenders and the team as a whole. It was just bad. And then in the new year, Smith, similar to what he did the year before with Calgary, really stepped up kind of January on. And But then Miko was kind of bouncing back as well. So it was really going to depend just like who finished the season the best.
0: right? I think as we
2: headed into the playoffs there
0: absolutely yeah so it was kind of a coin toss going in i mean i guess that's not a terrible problem to have
2: um, no as, as long as one of them is playing good at a time right like it, it can be a little stressful um in that sense that you know like you don't have that you know we don't have that bonafide vasilevsky or or anything like that but you know as long as one of them is playing well you're, you're fine
1: and you mentioned the um <clears throat> the two-headed monster up front I was just listening to, I think it was your most recent podcast. You were talking about Drysaitel versus Hellebuck, because um, there was uh, some uh, some Jets fans that were thinking he <laughs> should get the uh, the MVP. Is it kind of disappointing, assuming if if the can- uh, season does get canceled, that you possibly had another MVP that may not get his chance to get the award if they? Um, if, I mean, like. You obviously think Dreisaitl deserves the heart.
2: Absolutely. And I honestly, it's funny you mentioned up that episode. Cause I think with the, uh, with the Jets guys on the network, me and Cal kind of butchered, butchered our defense a little bit. We weren't really on our game for that one, but <laughs> yeah, man, I think he definitely deserved his heart, like, or deserved the heart trophy. It's, I, I'm honestly like, I know I'm biased, but I think he already had it locked up. I, I don't think it mattered how the last 10, 11, 12 games went. Well,
0: well, I don't know. John Carlson might have something to say about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he had such a filthy start to the year, man. But didn't he kind of like, I'm not saying he fizzled off, but is he really in the, in that contention? You think? I think he slowed down.
0: Yeah. First yeah. half of the season. Absolutely. But, uh, oh, second like
2: 20, half. 25 games in, like frick, man, he was, you were, he was on pace to have one of the best, you know, productive seasons as a defenseman of all time. Like it was nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, mean, I did want to bring something up that you, uh, you mentioned there, Paulie, and just as far as like the disappointment with cycle and stuff. And I think that was the, you know, if, if we don't get hockey back, my two most disappointing things outside, obviously, the the general just not get, getting to see playoff hockey and all that stuff. But the specifics are cycle was on pace to be the first player to have back-to-back 50 goal campaigns, as well as back-to-back 100 point campaigns. And he was the first player to do that, or would have been the first player to do that since mario did it i can't don't quote me the year but it was in the 90s Wow. and the other thing was um ovechkin not getting a chance to get 50 again and i think as he gets older into his 30s it's like he was really separating himself at you know getting into kind of unprecedented territory of a 30 plus guy having that many 50 goal seasons
0: right i mean we he was he's two away um so if the regular season finishes, I think that he'll get those. For sure. And that'll be his ninth fifty goal season.
2: And how many is that after he turned thirty? Because he's what, thirty-three or thirty-four now?
0: Right. Um it's he's gotta be like, at least two. Be... Yeah. Two two or three, if not.
2: I don't have I, the stats in front of me. I should have pulled those up. But yeah, I think I remember looking a couple weeks ago and it was like, shit, man, like right. you're getting into pretty un- unprecedented territory of, you know, like I said, this thirty plus 50 goal seasons.
0: Yeah. And with Ovechkin, the, the consistency is, is insane. If you look at him, and, and I've said this before, you know, he's doing a 50 goal season. Like, that's insane already in itself. But he's also scoring, he was on pace to score his second most even strength goals of his entire mm-hmm. career. Um, I mean, that is, the, the, if you look at his rookie year and compare it to this year, if, if you were to take his age away and just give you numbers on to like, you know, which year is rookie year, which years is, is this current year, I don't think many people will be able to to you know point it out. Um oh. yeah. So I just Which is crazy. It, it is, it is. And and you know, I mean we could we could sit here all, all day and, and you know, you know, stroke Ovechkin, uh as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that, that's for sure. We do it often. Yeah. No, yeah,
2: I'm sure you do. Kyle and I were a big uh, we're a big Ovechkin fans as well. So we were looking for one of the reasons we were looking forward to jumping on with you.
0: Yeah and um you know Kyle can't join us cause he's not feeling well. Hopefully he gets, uh, he gets healthy here. Uh, nothing serious, you know, obviously we're in some pretty crazy time, so hopefully yeah, he's, he's going to be safe. Uh, so we definitely, uh, send our best wishes to him. Um, but, uh, I guess, uh, you know, what, <laughs> so what do you have? I, I have to ask, you know, what do you have to say hmm. to everyone who's like, you know, Edmonton, how many first round picks have they had and squandered? <laughs> and why are they such like a, a, a shit team in, in, for lack of a better word, uh, or throughout this whole time? I mean, what come defend yourself a little bit.
2: I mean, personally, like I'll definitely defend myself, but I, I just let that, that shit fuel me to be honest. <laughs> like when I, it's like, it's almost like salt, right? Like right. all these people are so upset. Like, oh, how many first overall picks have you had? And it's like, yeah, but I mean that's how you acquire good talent and we're really shitty sh- sure but I mean it's one of those things where especially as fans I the only thing that really pisses me off is when people are like you don't deserve like the talent you have and it's like man, we went through <laughs> over a decade of absolute trash hockey and we were still packing arenas and like like don't say we don't deserve that shit it's kind of the only thing that that really pisses me off but I mean, my only defense to it really is cause, I mean, we were bad for a very long time. Right. But my only defense, especially when you look at, um, like flames being our biggest rival, um, as far as, far as geographically anyways, I always get a kick because the flames have been like really, really mediocre where they're, they're just good enough to get into the playoffs a lot of the time. And like credit where credit is due. They've made the playoffs way more frequently, frequently than we have since the year 2000. Right. Um, or even after that, 2010, whatever you want to look at, they've made the playoffs a lot more than us but they're never good enough to like push themselves over the edge and they don't get bad enough to actually get you know high draft picks and bring that talent in and when they do they draft a guy like sam bennett so you know it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of tough like especially getting sure from them it's like i don't know i'd rather be bad for a long like for a while and actually get those you know franchise cornerstones than just right. be mediocre and ne- never do anything with it
1: absolutely yeah, being that being that tweener has got to be really frustrating for that fan base honestly um You know, just always being in that spot where you're, you're, you're making the playoffs and doing nothing, but then you can't build up with that high quality talent. Uh, they're honestly, they're lucky they ended up with a guy like Goudreau and guys like Kachuk because, um, I mean, I don't even remember where those guys were drafted, but I would honestly rather have an Edmonton Oilers type team where you're at least, I'd rather suck than, always get there and be disappointed and then you know you're building for the future so if i had to choose i'd rather have the edmonton uh last 10 years because at least you're working towards something instead of constant frustration
2: definitely right. getting rewarded with mcdavid i mean that was one thing we got really lucky there but it, it makes it all worth it for sure yeah absolutely easy to say now though at the time it was there was some there were some dark moments for sure yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. And um, you know, switching gears a little bit, let's uh just real quick because I don't want to get into all the goddamn speculation that is sur- surrounding whether the season's gonna come back or not. But you know my stance here, John, because we have the uh the the slack for the hockey podcast network where we have placed a bit of a wager. Um, is do do you are you familiar with this? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah,
2: I'm in on this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. So
2: I think we're both on the same side too, hockey troll.
0: Yes, we? yes. So me, Polly, you, we're all we're all saying that the cup will be awarded this season. Um, there's some people that don't believe that. And and I just want everyone to know that, you know, we we've got beers on the line, we've got some some money value on the line. I think it's twenty five bucks. I'll match your twenty five bucks to uh if we lose, but I'm so confident that it's going to come out. You know, I've I've upped it. I I said everybody else could do one beer and all and me and Polly will do three. So, um <laughs> so I I definitely think that the season's going to come back and it's going to be interesting however, how however it may. Um so we just wanted to promote that a little bit this uh sweet bet that we have going on. Um Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think
2: I added the Smirnoff ice in just and I don't know like I, I don't <laughs> like them. I just think it's hilarious to get iced. So I'm to ice myself, I guess, which is kind of sad, but whatever. <laughs>
1: I got a quick little side story to talk about smearing off ice, actually. Um, so a couple years ago, uh, 2014, actually, I took a, a school trip to Iceland in college. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we were in Iceland, but on my birthday, they continued to ice me. Like literally, <clears throat> I got iced like five, it just happened that we were, you know, international on my birthday and we just got fucking hammered the whole week, but. I got iced in Iceland like five times on my birthday. So, uh,
2: I still have some
1: PTSD, I think. Really, I was say, I'm sure the nice. fifth one was a little, <laughs> yeah. it's
2: the sugar, man, is the bad. Yeah. Like they, it they go down somewhat smooth, but it's just like, I, it feels like you just melted like a huge lollipop and drank it or something like yeah. that. It's just yeah. Disgusting. Once it's in there, yeah. it
0: definitely but causes problems.
2: Yeah. Well, it the, does. <laughs> the
1: night started with, uh, we, we went and got a happy hour. So you got a beer and a shot. And so I take a, sh- uh, I, I finish my beer and then I shoot my shot of the, I think it was Brennan. Um, and then so like I got a, you know, in like 10 minutes, I got two drinks in me and then the smirnoff happened. And you're right. The sugar just, <laughs> it was like, Oh my God. Like, give me a minute. No one talked to me.
2: Yeah. Like I'm just going <laughs> to breathe deeply and, and get through this. <laughs> yeah. It spit
0: a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I actually had a, Uh, I was at a wedding last year where, uh, last summer and the, and the two MCs had kind of set it up like, you know, the Oprah thing where she puts prizes under your chairs and it's like, yeah, check this. And, uh, or like look under to see if you won the prize. So they set that up in the middle. Like everybody's already pretty loaded, um, (laughs) in the middle or at at the, uh, the banquet. Okay. And then everyone looks under and like probably 75% of the chairs, pretty much other than all the old people. Is like a big smeared off ice tape under. So we had like 80 people all like down on one knee around this banquet hall. It was pretty funny.
0: Nice. 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 It went smoothly
2: though. No one, no one puked or anything. So that's, that's always good.
0: Right. <laughs> that's
2: all you have to be worried about. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely don't want anybody puking in on all their nice clothes. Um, or on all the olds. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, let's get into why we brought you on here. Uh, and, and that is hockey apocalypse. Uh, like I said, in the pre-interview, we're channeling our inner Bourdain here. Um, I have never been to Edmonton. I have no idea what that city is like. Um, other than they have rabid hockey fans, which that's something that I could get behind. Um, so because we're looking at the end times here, this is an appropriate segment, or at least we think so. Um, so, you know, uh, if you, if you were to, like, give us, give us a brief rundown of what Edmonton's going to look like if you, um, if, if this, if the city's like going under, you know, if, if all hell breaks loose.
2: Are we doing like specific, just kind of like general apocalypse? Are we doing, like zombie or virus or?
0: or is so it this is just, just shutting else? down, shutting down. Yeah.
1: If COVID gets out of control and
2: life as we know it ends. I right. mean, I think we're a pretty blue-collar city, and we're also a fair size. Like, I mean, we're not—we're no Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, but surrounding area we have over a million people. So, honestly, I—I I think you know, if if you get into a shutdown, not I like I love my city and I love the people that live here, but you know, we're pretty blue-collar and can get even like a little borderline redneck sometimes. So, it could get messy <laughs> in that sense. I think. Um, I—I I don't like. I—I I think the other thing though we're we're known for being fairly polite and that's not just edmonton that's just canada in general so far throughout the pandemic there haven't been a ton of like dramatic issues in that sense like most people are being pretty reasonable so i'd like to think that you know it it, it's kind of a slow burn until shit really really hits the fan but yeah when it hits the fan i mean it it would get it's gonna get pretty bad pretty quick i mean i sorry i shouldn't say it's going to in this hypothetical world. <laughs> yeah, right. Not to be too negative here and be like, yeah, you know, when corona just takes over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my plan's got to be to get out of the city, number one, because i just big populated area, you know?
0: Right. So so you're thinking – I mean, what, you're thinking that people are going to probably remain pretty calm until – a lot of people start dying and, and things get really hairy and, and they'll probably, so you're saying there's probably going to be like a mass exodus out of the city or is there going to be like a lot of looting and then, pe- and simultaneously people are going to try to get out?
2: Uh, I think it'll be simultaneous when like shit hits the fan. I think right. there'll be a lot of looting, a lot of violence and whatever else. And <laughs> I don't, I, I live in the, uh, in the suburbs. So like I've got a pretty quick exit. I wouldn't want to be living like downtown or. White Ave, I know that doesn't mean much to you guys, but that was like, if you remember the 06 cup run with Edmonton, that mm-hmm. was where we had like not near as bad as riots as uh, Vancouver did, right. but that was kind of where we had that White Ave and Jasper Ave. Definitely okay. going to be avoiding those areas for sure.
0: <laughs> and, and okay. So you, you've led us into our next question. And I mean, where are you going to go? Like, uh, you live in the suburbs, so you have a pretty quick exit, but where are you going?
2: So. Me and my roommate actually talked about this, and you know we're big, both big Oilers fans. Yeah, not that that matters, but I figured I should mention it. Um, he's got a buddy; he's a plumber, so he's got a buddy uh, that he used to work with that okay. is an absolute like gun nut and lives in a in a town, like very small town, just north of Edmonton. Okay, so I'm on the south side, so I'd have to go either through the city or around the city in some way. Right, but this dude, like, what are what's? It? I always forget the name. Is it the the old like World War II German pistols, or like the Luger? Yeah, Ruger, something like that. He's got like he's got those he's got automatic pistols, shotguns, rifles, the whole nine yards. So we've already <laughs> kind of planned that out that if shit goes down and there's like people are starting to kill each other and looting and and stabbing each other and whatever else breaking into homes, that's yeah. where we're going right away. I was Which gonna is say the exact opposite direction of my family, so I do feel kind of guilty about that, but you, know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> right, you gotta look out
0: for hey, number it one.
1: Sounds like he's your guy. That yeah. that's the guy you want to be with when all this happens. Yeah,
2: and, like, we had talked about that, too, because it's, like, you know, he's he's a pretty good country guy, but if it really goes down, like, is he going to just let us in? And he doesn't know me near as well as he knows my roommate, so we're going to have to, like, stock up on beer or something (laughs) to, like bribe our way into this into the safe haven of a home
1: <laughs> yeah you know troll would bribe his way in with alcohol and then drink it all while he's there <laughs> yeah
2: probably <laughs> that's exactly what i'd be the first one that's <laughs> shit-faced like oh no i don't need the guns you guys just take those i'll just sit down <laughs> and crack three beers here <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. That's. I think that's a pretty good plan. I mean, going to the guy with guns and getting out of the um, the city, there, getting to the country. Um, you know, unlike some of the previous guests that we've had on for this segment, uh, the, you know, I feel like Canada. Once you get out of a large it's pretty easy to get out into the sticks. Once you get out of like the suburbs, right.
2: Yeah. Other than like, I'd say like Southern Ontario or Southern BC in certain areas, other wow. than that, from where I've traveled in Canada, it's like, you just get out of the city and there's a lot of space. So, okay. Well, we're pretty spread out in that sense, especially how far North I am in Edmonton. It's not, you know, not like Southern Ontario where it's like a clump of cities.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's a pretty good, uh pretty good strat. What do you think, Polly?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, Canada, aside from the the high urban areas, it's basically like being like Montana or Wyoming, where there's just no one there and it's all woods. So that's the ideal place. Uh, actually, some of our other guests have said that's where they'd go. is Montana, out, yeah. Down to Montana. So it sounds like if shit goes down, because, you know, if, if this thing gets worse, if, if people are terrible. Society, once society starts <laughs> oh, to yeah. crumble, we turn into animals. So, you know, if it gets to <laughs> wow, that point, holly. it sounds like you're in a good spot. <laughs>
2: well, you know, the only thing I think, you know, you mentioning people going to Montana and, and I haven't factored in either is people that live in the sticks and like country people aren't like, they're not just going to like invite all the city folk <laughs> out there, you know, like true. They're, and they're the ones with like more, you know, not to stereotype here, but they're more likely going to have guns, more likely be good at hunting and know how to survive right out of the city. So. Yeah. That is my only like one thing. Like, the, you know, they're not going to be o- inviting you with open arms into their homes. Like, it might right. get a little messy. Yeah, to like, them, you're a
0: liability. I mean, exactly. exactly. Right. Like, if I'm your dude, you better be like offering something. Like, you got car, you got beer, you got food, you got women. I don't know.
2: Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Those are like the three, the three needed. Eh? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> food and women. Or, you're gonna have maybe to maybe just, drugs depending on what the guys into. Right.
1: Primal. You're gonna have to take care of their, their primal needs. If exactly, because that's all that's going to be left if if society
2: collapses. It gets right. pretty cold up here, so maybe bring some like warm blankets for prepare yeah. for the winter.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, something, something, anything, anything that you can bargain with. Um That's but- the thing. I'm
2: not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set up like an emergency fund of like food and stuff because I'll get somebody else for that. I'm, I'm gonna have just a stockpile of beer and. <laughs> I was gonna say women, but like I don't. That's not something that's like easy for me to do. So I'm not sure how you would stockpile like, all I have that a list legally. of girls I can call that are gonna abandon their families. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't right. thought this through enough.
0: Right, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure you can really stockpile all that stuff. Women legally, so yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. that that did
2: come out wrong. I was like, okay, now people are gonna think I have like a bunch of women walked in my basement or something. like this that didn't sound good. <laughs> we know.
1: We know what you what you meant, even if right. it didn't sound.
2: Right. yeah right. but it, like access to women yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay
0: this is this is gonna make, make a great cut for the, for the video edit <laughs> yeah <laughs> this will be the preview john talks about <laughs> stockpiling women <laughs> you're about like, to get yeah, me too no, that, out of here that'll paint
2: the picture give everybody like a fair expectation of what they got for me <laughs> yeah.
0: um uh, but you know this is a great line you know we're leading right into the next question if you were to, I mean, you have to take um, one thing, one thing for survival and one thing for, for like hockey, an artifact or heart, hockey memorabilia to, to pass on to the repopulated earth once, once, once that comes around. What two items are you taking? Remember, one for survival and one hockey thing.
2: Oh, that's, that one stumped me right away. <laughs> right with survival, I think I've got one of those things like the, Oh, frick what are they called it's not like a water purifier but like a water filter more or less so you can take like clean ish wake lake water and okay. like run it through because i think that's yeah. gonna be a big big issue is drinking water yeah like a um, backpacking
0: filter yeah
2: wow yeah yeah that's exactly. really practical
0: yeah that's that's a that's a um, first that's a first we haven't heard water that's
2: probably purifier. the best
1: answer i've heard so far honestly. Yeah, thank <laughs>
2: you I'm, I'm glad that was like right off the like top of my head too i hadn't even thought about that yeah that's um, a good my one. only other thought was maybe like Like, you know, there's some badass multi tools, but I don't really have one. I have some like shears, but I'd rather drink than like (laughs) cut cut people with a shear. You're going to be out there
1: just shaving
2: sheep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not too many sheep in in Alberta from what I've seen either. That's my talent. I Uh, shoot (laughs) sheep.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's how I'm going to get into that house. Like I have a sheep and I have some shears here. We're going to stay warm all winter. Let me in. Yeah.
0: And for some people that, that would satisfy the the lady. Um, requirement, right? (laughs) Oh
1: Christ! Oh, we went there.
2: Oh, no. We yeah. went there. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I don't know I'm how not, country these people are. <laughs> we found the mm. line. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of my memorabilia stuff and trying to think. Like, I got, I've got, I do have an autographed McDavid jersey, like authentic one, and that's pretty badass. But yeah, it's like, is it unique enough, especially in Alberta? I feel like everybody's got one. Um, <laughs> uh, Honestly, I think I'm going to have to go with that one. So all my other, like I got a lot of other, I'm a big Jersey guy, but I
0: don't have
2: very many like knickknacks or like any like really, really unique stuff. I'm kind of a a basic bitch when it comes to being a memorabilia collector, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, Hey, you know what? I'm not a Jersey dude and I, Polly really isn't either. I have two jerseys, but, um, that are both caps red jerseys. So I, and you know, so like when I see everybody like doing the like which jersey did you love the best? I, I just that for me doesn't doesn't really like hit a nerve. But uh yeah I, I I respect it. You know, I understand why it would for other people, you know? It's cool because yeah, jerse- it's like, the
2: biggest symbol just like of hockey, you know, that sweater. I think that's yeah. why people are yeah. so attached to it, right? right. What did, what do the other people say as far as like anybody have any really cool answers
1: on well, the, uh, for the uh, hockey side? The um the New York guys on the Broadway podcast, they actually had a really good, uh, thought of taking a pair of roller skates and ice skates so that, uh, in the future, they could be reverse engineered and people would have the technology to continue the game
2: once ah. society like comes back up. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. That, that was is an interesting thought. I went like full <laughs> selfishness that I was just like, I want my new <laughs> <David laughs> Well,
1: that's what most but of no, the that's answers okay. are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean right. you're not and, you're not here to save society. You gotta take care of you.
0: Right. And and that I is liked smart, um though. yeah, I liked uh yeah, they were thinking like really like um holistically like for the good of humanity shit. Most people are like a jersey. Um I thought that uh Bayou Benders is on uh last week and he is saying that he, he has this like New Orleans has uh, um had a hockey team at one point and they were called the brass and he has a he has a jersey from them. And he was going to take that, and just to, like uh, keep the
2: history going, kind of thing.
0: Exactly that, and um, yeah. uh, uh, the Ken Dryden's book.
2: Okay. So, yeah. Now the, oh, I didn't even think of the. I'm not a, a huge, huge reader, but that would be actually. There's some good hockey books out there that that would be a good idea for yeah. keep that history going. Right, right. Um, I was just thinking. Sorry, one thing I wanted to say about the uh the skates to the Broadway guys taking. Yeah. It could also be like survival stuff, you know, like in the if you have rollerblades and like like you know like rollerblades and skates, right. you could use that to like transport yourself faster in the winter, maybe hunt, yeah, and in the summer. And
0: you know, I mean that's like, really how it,
2: how it all sure, started. It yeah, that's you you how. Kill
1: stuff with your skates, exactly. <laughs> yeah. like roundhouse kicking deer and stuff, like <laughs> <Yeah>. decapitating them. <laughs> I, I would really like to see that. Honestly, that sounds pretty it's- awesome.
0: It's like the boot knife and, um, that fucking Patrick Swayze. What is, oh, fuck. I had Roadhouse? it. Yeah. Roadhouse. The boot knife. <laughs> the fucking like, yeah. bruh, like, you know, he like cross blocks it, like crosses his arms and yeah, blocks the yeah. boot knife.
2: Imagine how good figure skaters would be at that. Yeah. Oh. Like, s- spinning through the air at some deer, like a missile, like, <laughs> like blades at the end of your feet.
1: <laughs> One figure skater could take on like a whole pack of wolves.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. As long as they had like enough like smooth ice surface. Right. 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 Um that <laughs> wild. that's quite the image. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, fucking hey. Yeah, this is uh this has been great. Uh let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we will be back with the rest of hockey Apocalypse. edit Taps right, fans, we've got to tell you about our sponsor, manscaped.com. If you use code THPN at Manscape.com, you can get 20% off plus free shipping. manscaped.com, code THPN, they've just released their lawnmower 3.0 and it's designed for gro- groin grooming. Polly, you use this thing yet?
1: You know, I haven't, cause I, I keep my grooming at a certain length and it hasn't reached that point yet. Um, but, but, but I know it's a good product. I've heard your reviews. Um, you know, it's, and you know, it's, it's designed for groin, but you could use it other places if you're an arm shaver or, you yeah. know, some, some guys shave their arms and legs and it'd be perfect for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's for, uh, it's, it's a full body groomer. Manscaped.com. Use code THPN. Enjoy 20% off plus free shipping. That's it. Manscaped.com. Use code THPN. 20% off plus free shipping. Thank us later. All right, and we are back with John from the Oil Country Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, representing the Edmonton Oilers. And we found out that John would be taking a water purifier, which is – that's fucking epic. I've, I didn't even think about that. So, you know, good on you, John. And uh, and, his, <laughs> and his signed McDavid jersey, as if that's not um, fanboy enough for you, for the Edmonton <laughs> crew, right?
2: It'll comfort me while I go to sleep and cry in the post-apocalyptic world.
0: <laughs> well, you know, at least there's gonna be the sheep. The sheep will be there to comfort you. Yeah, exactly. Keeping <laughs> me warm.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Uh.
0: <laughs> um okay, so so the our our third question. Um say you have and then this is where we get, you know, open up about this about Edmonton, because like I said, I have no idea, I have no bearing on what it's like to be in that city. Uh, you know say you have the foresight to know that like shit's hitting the fan and you're like, all right, I got to go out just one last time, take in a scene or eat at a restaurant or experience something. What's the last thing you're going to do in Edmonton before, you know, the inevitable uh, wiped off the face of the earth stage happens.
2: wow. You know, this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound. We have, I really, (laughs) I really, really enjoy our river Valley. And I also am a, a guy that really enjoys driving. Uh, okay. um, so I would definitely, like, there's definitely some restaurants I'd want to hit at least one more time. But if I had to just pick one, you know, one scene to take in, it would definitely be, we have, like, River Valley Road, which follows along just the bottom of our river valley on the north side. Okay. And then that turns into Groat Road, which is a big, like, S-sweeping road going up out of the river valley and is a lot of fun to drive. Um, so that would probably be, oh, I feel like I'm going to regret that answer. But like the first thing that popped in my head was like, that would be one of the things I'd, I'd love to do. Um,
0: sorry. Are, are you a car guy? You a gearhead?
2: I I am a little bit like I'm not, I don't know if I'd say I'm a gearhead to the sense where like, I don't like research and like. You know, like you could ask me like, Oh, like what new models of BMWs are coming out this year? I have no idea. So <laughs> I'm not in that sense, but right. I do really enjoy like driving, you know, cars and I bought myself a, an Audi last year and it's, Ooh. yeah, one of my favorite things to do is drive around in that car for sure. Uh, what, what model? Uh, it's just a, they're based like a four, uh, 2015, so That's it's still a, like a nice S line version. So yeah, a what's fun, that but got a 2.0 not, in Nothing it? like too, too crazy. <laughs>
0: is it is that the 2.0 or the
2: 1.8 that is the
0: 2.0 okay Don't yeah those out. are I'm sweet like,
2: I'm like pretty sure
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah i am
2: not that big of a gearhead like <laughs> dropping specs and shit <laughs> no 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 now i sound um, like a poser
0: <laughs> no no it's it's cool cuz i'm i'm I, I love cars i i worked uh as a mechanic or a technician for like 7 years so uh previous to like you know marketing and stuff which i do now but uh yeah um, yeah, so you know, I've got, I've always got something in the fucking garage broken or whatever. But um,
2: yeah, so a little project going on the go kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I used to. I, I mean, I've driven those uh, the because I, I worked at a Volkswagen dealership and I um, I've driven those two They're fucking, they're they're quick. They're good. They're good cars. So um, good stuff there, man. Um, yeah,
2: man, it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, try not to
2: get in too much trouble in it though.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt and they're expensive when they break
2: <laughs> yeah that was yeah definitely the one thing like I, i'm not a big warranty guy like you, you know even outside of cars i, I never buy the extended warranty sure. that was the one thing when i bought bought this used car i made sure it had warranty on it so i was like Smart started move. looking into it and it's like if your computer system fails it's like 18 grand yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, oh yeah I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah and like you know they have they're such they they run at such a high rate you know they're there's, they're direct injected, you know, they're, they're, they're technologically advanced to say the least, but um, for sure. All right. So you'd go, you'd go for a drive. I can respect that. That's cool. Um, and I'm going to expand this just, just to one for, for one thing. Uh, what's the, you have to go to one restaurant. What are you going to go to eat? Cause I'm a, i am I love food too. So.
2: Oh, good question. Um, I haven't been there in a long time, especially if, oh, go on. It's so hard to pick one. Um, the first, I'll go with the first thing that came into my mind. I haven't been there in a long time, Okay, but it's Papa's Steakhouse. So it's like a Brazilian steakhouse. Have you been to one of those?
0: I haven't, but I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Like they, like all they you come around with like just a ton of different kind of like smoked and grilled meat. And you just, <laughs> you have like a card next to your, your dish that it has like a green and a red side and you just like flip it. If you like more or less one more meat and you just, it's like unlimited all you can eat. Just nice. like fall off the bone chicken and steak and mm. whole nine yards, yeah. I haven't been there in a long time, but I have very good memories from eating there.
0: Yeah, I can see Polly's drooling right now, like he's just yeah. Like fucking.
2: A. <laughs> yeah, it, you guys have had dinner it, already.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm actually no, I'm. We have a roast cooking right now, and I get every now and then I get a few whiffs of it. So, uh, that's one of my favorite things about the ro- about a roast is how it falls apart. So I'm 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 gonna at least like uh scratch this itch a little bit. Because it's
2: somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'm and I'm like I'm like the uh, I just gave you the like app like verbal appetizer, getting you nice and hungry for dinner.
0: Get him exactly. in the mood.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's
1: some uh, some food foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, we don't have a sheep for you, so we just to <laughs> oh, do it Jesus. verbally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, so this is the sheep episode. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> And we're doing all sorts I'm of shit to the part sheep.
1: Part <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, um, all right. So, uh, Edmonton, right? It's, it's, it's about to go up in flames, you know, and you're driving away in your rearview mirror. You're looking back and you're getting nostalgic. What about your town, Edmonton? Are you going to miss the most? Like, you know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, just an attitude, a feeling, whatever. Just, uh, you know, run with that. What are you going
2: to miss the most about it? I think uh, you guys are doing a good job of throwing me on the spot. I like it. Um, <laughs> Edmonton's definitely known to be like we're a big festival city. So oh, really? I think that's, you know, like one thing I really, really enjoy in the summer is like either food festivals, We have Heritage Days, which like all the different uh, like nationalities set up kind of booths and that's have cool. like food and clothing from those countries. So um, like Heritage Days is always a really, really good time. Taste of Edmonton. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if I have like a feeling that I'll miss the most, but definitely just that. Like, I mean, maybe that in itself is a feeling. Like, sure, you know, hot summer day walking around in festivals, tons of people like on their days off and good moods, trying some good food and listening to weird music and stuff. So that's definitely something I'd miss.
0: Absolutely. That, and that's yeah, like I not, mean, I could, I could
2: have hockey reasons too, but well, yeah, outside I mean, of hockey, that would be it.
0: Sure. And, um, you know, you've, you've basically just described a great flashback from the walking dead. I yeah. feel like that can <laughs> which, be right which there. Which one is that? I'm
2: trying to remember. I haven't seen that show in a long time.
0: Oh, that's the zombie one where, with like Rick. No, and, sorry, but what,
2: uh, what flashback are you, uh,
0: oh, just, just anyone like, that could go into that series, you know, like when they're oh, like, okay, I got you. Yeah. You know, somebody's about to get eaten and then they're just, they're like, it closes in on their face, you know, like close up shot of their face and they're just <laughs> kind of like, oh, and then they flash back to like when it was really nice back before the zombie apocalypse and, and then cuts back to them and they die
2: exactly right. okay yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not thinking about your family you're thinking that i'm like i'm flashing back to heritage days 2015
1: <laughs> so uh how diverse does heritage day
2: get is it like a bunch of european stuff or is it like uh, no it's worldwide worldwide for sure man like there's like not not to sound like uncultured but i've you know the first time i went there was the countries i literally didn't know existed <laughs> oh cool. Not to that's sound cool. super uncultured or uneducated there, but yeah, it's like it's a big big event for sure.
1: Well, you know a lot of people don't realize that Canada has a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I mean like, you know, where where we live, there's we have a few festivals. There's actually um a, a local uh settlement nearby that's uh a Hindu religion. They actually have one of the the, the biggest festivals in North America for Okay. Uh, it's actually, I think it's the largest Hindu pilgrimage outside of India. Um, but then we also have other festivals that are just like European immigrants passed down. So, uh, it's really, I just, yeah, I was just wondering if it was more diverse than what people would think. And based on what you said, it's very diverse.
2: Yeah. And I I think there's obviously like, you know, some heritages being more popular, more common than others. Mm -hmm. I know specifically in, excuse me, Northern Alberta. Um, I'm Ukrainian and there's like a huge, uh, huge Ukrainian society here. Uh, so okay. that's definitely one of the more like common ones, but yeah, they have like, you know, it, like all over the place. I can't even, you know, off the top of my head, uh, think, but we are, uh, definitely like very, very diverse in, in Edmonton. I mean, Canada in general, but, um, Edmonton seems almost a little bit more so than in some other cities.
1: Well, one of the best things about, uh, cultural diversity is the cuisine
0: diversity.
2: That's for, for sure. sure oh yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah is now is there like a chinatown or like an asian town in edmonton
2: there is there's um yeah there's like a chinatown uh it's fairly small like definitely um not near as big as i imagine like chinatown in, in toronto or vancouver might be but right. yeah there is like a you know a section in just off downtown that is um <clears throat> excuse me unfortunately it can be like one of a the more like sketchier areas in Edmonton. So I, I don't frequent there a ton, but sure. Um, definitely some like interesting shops. And I've heard like really good restaurants and stuff in there. Um, just kind of have to find them.
0: Well, I mean, if Chinatown is not a little bit sketchy, like what the fuck's the point? I mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, I, and that's nothing against like, you know, the Chinese or the people who live there. It's just that, you know, um, I, I have this, I have this, um, really like shitty theory <laughs> that, that's weird. um, okay. So like, People want to like tout their city and like say their city's the best and stuff. But as far as like diversity and 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 basically my my blanket stereotypical statement that I'm going to come out with is that <clears throat> you don't really live in like a real city unless there's a Chinatown. So if you okay. think about it, like you know, big cities like um you know like Philly, New York City, L.A. I'm pretty sure Chicago probably has one, you know, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver, they all have Chinatown. So, you know, if you're going to go to a cool city, you know, it's got to have a Chinatown, San Francisco,
2: you know what I mean? No, that makes sense. And I think it's like a big like indicator just in size, right? Where it's like, I grew up sure. in a city, you know, in between Calgary and Edmonton uh, called Red Deer and it's, oh shit, like 90, maybe a hundred thousand people now, okay. but yeah, no Chinatown, not big right. enough.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, you hit that 500K, then maybe you get a Chinatown. So maybe if you're lucky enough, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, Chinatown's awesome. I, I always try to go there when on any cities that because when you're drunk at like three in the morning, what the fuck's open? Something in Chinatown and it's like $10 to eat like a king. Like
2: <laughs> you're more you brave go. than I am for sure. That being said, I do live like way on the opposite <laughs> side. So right Venturing down there at 3 a.m would be like really really difficult to <laughs> and an uber and be like take me to chinatown and be like are you sure like yeah <laughs> let's go
0: <laughs> it'll be a hundred dollars as you get out
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and you'll probably won't even fully stop it'll be like an on the go like it out know, like i'm gone <laughs>
0: yeah. um okay so that's all good great stuff um the last question, uh, that, that we have for you, uh, bringing it back to like full apocalypse, uh, realization here. What is more likely the world ending or your team winning the cup in the next three years?
2: Oh, definitely our team winning the cup in the next three years. I, uh, I, I, got, yeah, I gotta that?
0: believe. How'd I know you were gonna say that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like we're an, we're an exciting up and coming team that I mean, our core is there. Right, like sure. You look at you know, like you you guys won a cup recently. I, I feel like you know you look at a few years before that, your core was pretty much established. Did you guys get any like huge huge additions in that span, like three years before your cup? Do you think?
0: I think so, and uh, I
2: think TJ Oshi. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Oshi, and I think that was kind of.
0: And I'm not even gonna go Oshi. I'm I'm gonna say Lars
2: Eller.
1: Okay. Yeah, Lars Zeller was big, and then there were there were a few busts that we thought would push
0: us
2: over the edge, like Shattenkirk. Right. right. Yeah, he was, a bomb. and that's and that's kind of the thing where, like, I think the Oilers' core, you know, like you look at the three, <clears throat> excuse me, above of, um, you know, Nuge McDavid and Drysaitel, and then we saw a guy this year, Yamamoto, really step up into our top six, and you know, it, it's all about filling out the the extras of the roster and just staying under the salary cap right now. Right. Um, and I think our defense is really, really young still. I think like Nurse is 25, Clefbaum, I think Clefbaum and Larson are both like 26 or 27. Right. Um. Bear and Jones are both like 21, 20. So you know those guys presumably are only going to get better. And I think that's how you how you really develop that like solid decor is through that drafting and developing. And Absolutely. we're still kind of just waiting for some of those guys to push us over the edge a little bit. But yeah, I, I want to see like. Even if you took the, uh, the, the apocalypse question out of there. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think Edmonton will win a cup in the next three years. Wow.
0: Uh-huh. Bold statement. Bold statement. Um, <clears throat> that, that's great. You know, and, I, and like, like you said, with your defensive core, yes, they are young, but I think there's a lot of promise. Clef bomb. You know, I really like Darnell Nurse. I think that guy, he plays with an edge. He's physical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he bangs and he can add that offensive, that offensive, like, touch with with being a puck moving and finishing defenseman so
2: he, he's such know. a good skater and that's the big thing like he hasn't right. really been able to really like fine-tune that offensive side but he's still like he can just move the puck so well because he's such a good skater for a defenseman sure um just a little tough. bit inconsistent still but yeah when man when he's on he's he's such like a mean mean defenseman and that's i've always loved those that style of d-man right that's just like ready and and not giving up an inch
0: yeah. Right. And and the offense comes, I mean, it's tough to be a defenseman and know, sure. like, you know, cause I played defense for almost ever. And it's, it's tough to know. Like, I, I mean, even in like shit bum beer league, I try to pass probably too often when people are like, and right. then I get to the bench and they're like, Oh, why don't you just skate that? And I'm like, well, one, I'm fat. Uh, and (laughs) and I don't really feel like it, but you know, it's, it's tough to pick those, pick those, uh, those, those times to do it, especially when it's a settled play, you know, taking a broken play is one thing. That's, that's the easy part, but being able to do it consistently, um, and quarter one quarterback, the break breakout and then know, okay, well here, I have an opportunity to take it coast to coast. I mean, you can't teach that shit. You have to, you have to just experience it over and over and over until, you know, you know?
2: And so, so much of that is confidence, right? Like sure. I think you, you see, especially on defense, guys come into the league, you know, say whether they're 18 or they're 25 and it's such a big step up in speed. And obviously, you know, as a defenseman, you know, the only reason you're going to get sent down, it's not going to be, Oh, you know, he just didn't score enough. It's right. that defensive lapses, right? So sure. I mean, they're mm-hmm. so concerned about that. And I think once you really get that confidence on the defensive side, then you start seeing, especially if they have a little bit of that offensive talent in them, you start seeing that kind of come out more when they're a little bit more confident with it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Very well. Yeah, put.
1: You know, I, I agree. I think Nurse, he's, I think he's special. I, I think if they end up winning a cup, um, he's going to be a big part of it and he's going to go down in the history of the, the organization kind of like, um, like an Adam Foote or a Drew Doughty um, as being a huge piece to that that puzzle that got them the win and and he'll be in the, the Oilers history as one of the better defensemen.
2: You know, it, no it's funny Paulie, because I guarantee of the Oilers fans listening right now, half are probably like fist pumping to what you just said. And <laughs> half are like, Oh man, I hate Donald so much. Like he's <laughs> definitely a po- polarizing uh defenseman. I think that's just kind of comes with the inconsistency and yeah. that, that's, you know, he hasn't really been able to take that next step. I think it was two years ago. Clefbaum got hurt like he unfortunately usually does. And right. Nurse really, really stepped up into that top pairing. And then, you know, we were there's the fan base as as a whole was we were really, really hoping that he was going to continue taking those steps and turn into that bonafide fide number one D man. And he hasn't been able to do it the last two years, but he is still 25. So I think it's there. I think it's more of just like a that like IQ question of. Can he really settle in and and improve the decision making side? You know, s- some people are able to do that, but a lot aren't, and that's right. kind of just they rely on their physical ability. So yeah. that's going to be the biggest question. If he can get, you know, his hockey IQ, get a a couple bumps up there, um, he's got all the physical tools to be to be a dominant dominant D man.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You know, everybody in the NHL can play hockey, and so you got to have something that sets you apart and. You know, uh, physicality and physical skill isn't enough. So developing hockey IQ is very important to becoming a star
2: for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Nick Lidstrom, not a, not a dominant physical presence, but never made a mistake. Um, yeah, you know, just surgical so with the stick, you know, great skater, but like, like you said, I, and I, I agree. I think Darnell Nurse's, uh, big strength is in his skating. So you need that to be a defenseman in this league anymore. So. You know, I I think he's going to get there, but you definitely as a fan, you're definitely going to have to remain patient, you know,
2: for sure. And I, I think the one thing, you know, with Darnell too, he was a little bit rushed when you look at our former era of management sure. and, you know, like he he probably hit the NHL a year or two years early. So right. um, I think if he had a little bit more of a, you know, slow bring up through the AHL, I, you know. It's tough to say. Obviously that's, we'll never know, but I think you could have seen a little bit more of a polished D-man if that was the case, mm-hmm. but not to say that he still can't develop there. I think, and, and, you know, like we're, we're obviously stroking off nurse and I, I think it's <laughs> funny because Cal and I were, have actually been like pretty critical at times, especially this year, um, on our podcast. And it just kind of get back to that inconsistencies, excuse me, but, um, a guy, I think, you know, NHL fans in general really sleep on. Is Oscar Kleffbaum. Like it, when that guy's healthy, he's without a doubt a number one D man in the league. And he's not a, you know, a headman or, or one of those absolute stud, stud superstars. But I'm pretty confident he's a top 30 D man in the league. So, or 31, if you want to sure. look at it that way. Um, it's just his health is really just the, the only knock. He just can't seem to put together a full, full season. But when he's healthy, it's he's he's lights out. No doubt. Well. Those Swedes, um, man. Something about those Swedes.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I hear you. Um, well, John, man, uh, this has been this has been quite the entertaining conversation. Um, you know, sheep or no sheep, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, let's open it up and and go ahead and, and plug all the uh, plug all the stuff that you need to plug as far as your social and whatnot.
2: Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can reach us on at Oil Country Pod on Twitter um our website's a little bit behind but we are still uh we do have that you can check us out there too um obviously www.oilcountrypodcast.com um that those are our main socials we are on facebook you can definitely reach out there too um at oil country podcast same thing on instagram um but yeah we're a big we're we're twitter focused definitely with the podcast we're also on reddit so i don't know if you, if you are you guys redditors at all
0: um i started a well you know the 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 network has a reddit right
2: I didn't know that actually. What?
0: Yeah. But, well, it's the it was lost somewhere in the slack, uh, bullshitting. But yeah, we have a Reddit. Um, I think I'm the only one that's ever posted anything on it. But yeah, there we have a subreddit, and it's interesting. Well, I
2: will definitely sub to that, obviously. Yeah, because we've we've got just like a user we use just bullshit in the in the Oilers sub. But um, yeah, no, I, I me and Kyle are both big redditors, so i okay. can definitely reach out there. I know it's not the most like social media thing where like compared to twitter and stuff like that but not to say that people can't reach out to us there as well
0: absolutely yeah reddit reddit's like low-key though i mean a lot of people a lot of people um are on that so so capture like
2: and like most people don't talk about you know it's almost like a like an alternate social media <laughs> there's a lot of weird shit on reddit though too maybe it's like a cult following <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's like the sheep forums and and shit. That's
2: I <laughs> find some good stuff on sheep on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah, I, know I guarantee you could. Yeah. yeah. You can find some good shit about a lot of stuff on Reddit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, with that with that we'll we'll get out of here. Um, you know, Caps fans, give him a follow. Check them out. Uh definitely entertaining stuff. John, man, thanks a lot for coming on again and uh, you know, send our best wishes to Kyle, all right?
2: Yeah, we definitely will. And thank you for having me, guys. I had an absolute blast. We'll uh, we'll have to stay in touch and do this again. No doubt.
0: No doubt. All right, man. You stay safe. Stay healthy. Take care. All right, man. You
2: you as well. you. You as well, boys.
0: All right, Caps fans. We hope you enjoyed that interview. Of Hockey Occalypse Edmonton with John from the Oil Country Podcast, repping the Edmonton Oilers on the Hockey Podcast Network. I had a lot of fun. What about you, Polly?
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great conversation. Uh, I haven't, I've been nowhere near Edmonton, so it was, it was a nice insight into the area. Um, he's a great guy. It It was, it was a fun conversation. Hope you guys liked it.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, once the, once the, uh, podcast once the network blows up maybe they'll just we'll get like a an expense budget where we can travel around and guest spot on, on other other podcasts and you know check out some of the summer festivals he was talking about.
1: Yeah we could start like uh recreating hockey apocalypse in video form and be like <laughs> this is what they said they would have done so let's let's check this out because obviously it's cool.
0: Exactly. Exactly. No doubt. Um you know folks next week we are gonna be taking a bit of a step back from Hockey Hockeyocalypse. And we have a very special interview from an ex-ECHL player and uh, XD1 player and, you know, kind of unique player because he's uh, from Sweden. His name is Stefan Brenner. Real cool dude. Had a great conversation with him. Um, And he kind of like explained a little bit about The cultural differences between the United States and Sweden, Um, you know, Sweden is the third most represented nationality in all of the NHL. It goes Canada, U.S., Sweden. Now, Sweden is is a country with 10 million people, which is obviously, you know, a pen needle. Compared to, uh, or or, you know, a point pinpoint compared to the population of the other two countries. Yeah, it's just
1: it's basically New York City plus like Philadelphia or something.
0: Right, right. It's like the New York Metro area. Yeah, yeah. It's like New York and Upstate, the city and Upstate. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, and it's it's crazy that how how many um, players come out of Sweden who who've highly talented and he kind of shed some light on it and a lot of his, his ideologies are are pretty cool. He's a great guy uh, still gives back to the community in Wheeling um, where he, where he played the majority of his ECHL career. So.
1: Yeah, I was, I was telling him after the interview uh, him and a couple other guys that have settled in the area after their career um, kind of, it's a similar situation to the, the Arizona players who have helped grow the game since they've retired there after playing. Uh, it, they've had a really big impact. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's a small city in West Virginia, um, not far from Pittsburgh, but it's the, the presence and involvement of former professional players has really helped grow the game here. Um, so it's just, it was a really great conversation and, um, something to look forward to next week.
0: Absolutely. So, Tune in. Um, don't miss it. It's all—it's always a good thing. But until then, Caps fans, hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy, stay the fuck inside. It's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly.
0: And follow the show's handle at CapsChirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.